endangered species. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. Now, is there audio? If I do that, there's audio now. All right, this is YouTube censorship. First off, here's how YouTube is censoring me. One, they made it so where StreamYard didn't listen to my microphone. So I feel like that's YouTube. Is this Clover's fault? Yeah, it's probably Clover's fault. Is my audio working now? 
have to say that whole beginning part. That's like four minutes of beginning part. If I had an intern, they'd have to say all this over again. <clears throat> it went something about how this is our daily gun show, and we welcome you to that. And each day we do a different topic. There was a bunch of funny stuff, a really interesting story about something. And then today we talk about travel and training. And again, really interesting. I'd, I'd said some winning lottery numbers at that point and then talked about some other things. And now you guys said that the microphone wasn't working. So now we're back to this part in the show. So everybody on Patreon will get the winning lottery numbers and all the beginning transcripts. The rest of us, let's just start here and let's just act like this is the beginning of the show. So welcome everybody to watching this live. Uh, we take the audio of this and post it out as podcasts. We take the video and rebrand it all or repost it all over the place on uh, different video hosting platforms. I was going on and on about how guntube.org is the only authentic video hosting platform for gun enthusiasts made by gun owners for gun owners. And then I talked about UGE tube being so good and also GunTuber exists. Also, we posted on the podcasting and then we're pretty much up to where we're at. Today is travel and training day on our weekly schedule. I've got the hiccups. I am also super tired. As I mentioned in the chat for the people that are here reading the chat, I'm super tired. I didn't drink enough coffee or maybe any coffee today. So I downed like a big thing, half a thing of water with lime juice in it. We'll see how that works. See how that works out for everybody. So uh, with that, tonight is travel. And uh, I guess one of the other things I was explaining is that one of the reasons we post the show on so many different platforms is so that we can help distribute the information that we put in the description of these videos or in the description of the podcast, or in the blog posts, and all that other stuff. So today we have a, a gun shop in Illinois that uh, was recommended during a show earlier today. So I'm gonna, we're going to check that out. Also, I think the, the topic for today's show was, I have to go open it up and look. The topic today is... Firearms community travel options in 2022. So we can take that any way we choose to take it. I think one thing I'll do is go over to the right channel, the correct channel, I should say. None of our channels are left-handed, so they're all correct channels. And then put up a poll. Our poll today will be which is the best firearms community travel option? Best 2A travel option option in 2022. All right, so, because this isn't 10 years ago, this isn't last year or two weeks ago, this is this year. I guess two weeks ago is this year. So would it be flying around in airplanes? and hotels would it be on the road with a uh some sort of an rv slash mobile studio would it be in some sort of less practical vehicle some sort of a 
fancy car? What would a fancy car be? Some sort of a, is there any kind of two-way car? Maybe a Hummer? Some sort of a, I don't know what to call it. Like, I'm just going to say a two-seater. That's boring. What should we call this one? Uh, let's say, uh, I don't know what to call that. Oh, Patriot's got an interesting one. But uh, I don't know what to call this. Let's say a uh, a small vehicle. I'll just put it that because I can't think of a better way to describe something that you're not going to be able to take a bunch of people and you're not living in it for sure. And then, oh, and then small vehicle and hotels. Or... Small vehicle and so I'm going to say small vehicle and camping, that a thing. So let's say low budget. Oh, look at that. You can type in low budget. It's letting me type a lot of stuff in here. It's taking forever because. I learned how to do polls from listening to barbecue, and he takes forever to do polls. Uh, so low budget, there. Small vehicles, mid budget. Uh, don't get confused with the uh, content creator formerly known as Budget Gunzinger because uh, he changed his name. So we'll say hi. Budget. Oh, I definitely didn't spell that right. Also, you got to deal with me not spelling anything right. And you don't even see what I'm saying. So, or you can't see what I'm typing because I'm not screen sharing. So, anybody who's listening to some podcasts is thinking, oh, everybody's watching this, seeing what he's typing. No, they're not seeing nothing. They're just looking at my hypnotizing thing. I should be saying things like buy things at gearwebsites.com. Buy things at gearwebsites.com. Uh, flying in hotels, luxury. Let's put all that luxury budget. And as soon as I learn how to spell things, I will be able to click poll. Boom, now there's a poll. So if you're watching this live, you get to participate in a live poll. Is the best two-way travel option in 2022 flying around and going to hotels the luxury way? Would it be... Going around in some kind of an RV mobile studio, creating content on some sort of high budget thing because you're paying for gas and you buy some kind of fancy RV. Mid budget, where you have a small vehicle, but you go to hotels. Or low budget, where you have a small vehicle and you don't even go to hotels. Um, all right, so then... We've got that poll going on. So if we're going to talk about firearm community travel options in 2022, what's the best way to travel for 2A? Is it to, well, go ahead and let's get some ideas out there. So making a marathon show? No, I can't make a marathon show. I'm super tired and I got to get up and do stuff in the morning. So I won't be able to do that. Um, everybody's saying hello. Good evening to everybody who showed up live, live for the show. We do the show at midnight Eastern, uh, which isn't too bad on the West Coast. 
but on the East Coast, it's pretty late. So we do appreciate the people that stay up late for the show. We do it late because we are hopefully going, you know, doing this for the people that are up on the late shifts, uh, up driving, doing things uh, where you might have headphones on or something. So uh, it gives us a chance to do long format occasionally, maybe regularly. It's hard to say. Um, just kind of reading through the comments here. And that's when everybody was saying my audio wasn't working, and I think we're back. So Patriot said, hitch a ride. And that's an option I was thinking about how to put in there, but I don't think that one is enough of one that you could depend on. But that is an option. That would be going with other people to places, right? Going with them or traveling with them, ideally. Um, I think that one of the things that that's going to make me think of is, uh, did anybody listen to... Cape Gunworks talking about their travel to um, the Night Nighthawk plant or manufacturing factory in uh, Berryville, Arkansas. Um, if I had it queued up, I could play that, and that would be worth playing. It's uh, It sounded epic. They came from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, so they don't know nothing about living out here in freedom, right? They only know what it's like to live in Massachusetts. So then they flew to Chicago, right, of course, because they're used to that kind of infringement, so they flew right to it. And then I guess they couldn't get a flight out of Chicago to go to St. Louis. I don't know where you'd go to fly there, actually. Little Rock, maybe? I have no idea where you'd fly. Brand Branson? That's where I'd fly. Or Tulsa, maybe. Actually, I'd fly to Tulsa. But uh, so they had to, they ended up driving from Chicago. So I forget how many he said, four people and him. So Toby and then four people from the shop fly from Boston to Chicago. And then they get in some kind of vehicle and drive all together from Chicago to Berryville, Arkansas. So I don't know if you can put that into uh, perspective, but that's all the way down Illinois, which is super boring and lame. And then into Missouri, which is all right, but it's super dangerous and weird. And people think it's scary. And then, I mean, it's not that dangerous. People think it's super dangerous. And then uh, into Arkansas, which is crazy. There's not one straight road in Arkansas. I don't know how they make things straight in Arkansas because everything's curvy there. So once you get to Arkansas, it's crazy roads to get to Berryville. You might as well take a roller coaster that you have to drive it. Lots of Sonics, though, if I remember right. Like, there's a, every time you come up and down, up and down, there's a Sonic. Up and down, up and down, there's a Sonic. Up and down, there's a Sonic. So you don't have to worry about finding a Sonic in Arkansas. Um, but then they talked all about that and how fun that was. And then I think there was even more adventures after that. So... Uh, that was pretty cool. So that would be neat to hitch a ride with somebody who's doing something. Didn't Roe call hitch a ride with the artist formerly known, known as Budget Guns and Gear? The content creator formerly known as Budget Guns and Gear? Which has a personal Learjet. Once you get into, oh, you know what? I left the stupid door open. Hold on. I got bugs bothering me. Um, 
I don't know anybody that's got one of them fancy jets. Glock has a fancy jet. I don't know. I guess I could fly around in a fancy jet. I don't know if y'all would want to. I should have put fancy jet in there. But uh, realistically, there's not enough little airports, I don't think. And they'd have to rent a bunch of things. Hot air balloon? No, wouldn't do that. But a personal, like a little jet, would probably be all right. I don't know how you'd work that, though. Do you have the pilot, The you put the pilot up in a hotel? Do you have somebody with you that is the pilot? That could be fun. Do you wrap the jet? And then do you use a jet for stuff, like flybys and stuff like that? And then what kind of jet? Because if you're going to get a personal Learjet, I think that's lame. I would get, if you're going to spend that kind of money, I'd get some kind of an actual warplane and fly that around. Uh, warplanes can carry a lot of gas, so they seem like an economical commuter plane to me. And they can go really fast, and there's no speed limits in the air. So Patriot and Dark saying hot air balloon, super boring and slow, and... The problem is California sucks and New Mexico blows. So what happens is we'd constantly blow over towards California all the time. No offense to California, New Mexico, but that's what I'm one of my sayings because we live in Arizona between you. Uh, a horse and a bedroll. That would be actually pretty freaking awesome. Uh, I don't know how many else people, show of hands, who could go anywhere on a horse. Anyone? Anyone? Because anybody could get on the back of a horse and probably not fall off if you're not scared shitless. You've never done it before, but I don't think that many people could uh, keep a horse alive for very long. That's the thing. Anybody can go get on a horse and have somebody else walk around. How many people have taken a horse up into the mountains for days or weeks and kept them alive and brought enough shit, kept them going, know how to keep them tabs on them and be friends with them, hang out with them? Because that would be pretty awesome. I could totally do that. I would totally do that. Uh, I would like to do it on a Pertrin. Because that's the awesomest horse. I don't know if that'd be a good one for walking on the roads all the time, but yeah, I guess draft horses walk on the roads. I don't know what became of the baby or any of this other stuff that's happening here. I know what these are. Got to be luxury. They don't like me driving for some reason. Well, you could have a an intern. You should consider having a lot of interns. Have you ever? Oh, a sleeper bus. Okay, now that's actually a good idea. Damn, I didn't even think of that. So what about getting one of them buses, kind of like what a band would have, right? Except maybe a little different because it would be like a, you know, mobile studio also. Oh, man, that's actually a really neat idea. So you get one of them band or giant RV slash buses and then a driver. Like we don't got drivers. I think we know at least one driver. Gizzard could hook us up with at least one guy who knows how to drive, if not two. And then drive that thing around the country and go to different events. And then what do you bring with you? All this stuff. I never even thought about having a mobile 2A command. How come there isn't already a mobile 2A command? That seems super easy to create. That seems really easy to create. The girl in the... Wait, a... What the hell is it? It's uh, girls who hunt. No. Anyway, there was a show, there was a big semi at Shot Show at Media Day. These girls carry around a big semi. That's different though. That's dragging around a semi that you park and then you go through the semi like a museum or like an office or something. 
but having an RV that's just 2A, and then you could wrap it potentially, and then everybody would be happy to pay for it because it'd be wrapped. I think Island Anchor would be on board for thousands of dollars a month for something as long as they get a, a section of the wrapping. I was a vehicle and a hotel road tripper, but I packed up two dogs, so we need, oh, picked up these dogs. Here's the deal. Here, this, come on, this is obvious. This is super simple. Leave California with two dogs. Tell me where you're going to be, and then I'll pick them up as you drive through Arizona, and then you don't have to worry about them dogs anymore. And then enjoy your trip. Have a good trip. All right, there we've solved that problem. Franklin's Tower. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, plus, hotels have taken such a nosedive in the past two years. You really don't get nothing for your money. They're all gross. Well, that's interesting. I haven't been to hotels in a long time. Now, I have a certain level of hotel that I go to. Uh, there's the stars out front. And if they don't have all the stars, then I won't even consider going to that hotel. No, I don't care. I've been to some horrible hotels. If you've ever been to a hotel out front of a fort or a post or a base, uh, there's some horrible hotels out there. But most of the time, you just have to not die or stay dry overnight. And as long as you stay mostly dry and you don't completely die overnight, then, you know, it's worth a couple of bucks. I have stayed in a couple of nice hotels, but mostly medium to bad hotels. Um, but that's a good point. I was looking at a hotel that was going to cost $400 for something like three nights. I mean, that's like a new front end for the van, isn't it? Like, I can't see spending that kind of money for a couple of nights in a hotel. Oh, I finally got this stupid fly. It's been driving all around. Let me just make sure that it's dead real quickly here. Going to be killing a fly here. No... Hopefully it doesn't uh, mess with everybody's speakers. Good riddance. Electric fly swatter, one million. Fly, zero. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been to a good hotel in a while. Or, I mean, I haven't been to enough hotels to know a good hotel, I guess. Uh, depends on where I'm old and now dollar sign now old with money. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, back in the old days, we didn't have no money either. And when we would travel, we would uh, camp. So I definitely would put uh, driving around and camping in there. However, depending on the time of year and where you're going, you can't really camp in a city you know, easily. And in the winter, it's difficulter. The drive down Illinois sucks because of all those troopers. Oh, I meant because of all the soya beans and the flatness. I like states that have dimension to them that use all three of our dimensions. Uh, those people that think that the world is flat live in the states that are like Illinois. That you know, They have a hill, but it's a hill that's made out of a bunch of stuff they put in a pile because they dug a hole. I mean, it looks like an arrowhead from space, which is kind of cool. But from the earth, it looks like nothing. It looks like a big flat place with a big lake on one end of it. Uh, Sonic onion rings are the best. i got to remember, it's actually been a while since I've ate it at Sonic. I've got a Sonic, like, 
not that far from me. I used to eat it all the time. Now I, I can't even remember the last time I ate it one. Probably on the road. Uh, oh, you don't like Sonic. Interesting. I'm okay with most Sonic things. I mean, Sonic is just like any place. You can get Sonic that looks like, wow, this could be on the menu. Like the, or, you know, they could take a picture of this and put it on the menu board or something. This is pristine. It's like the perfect specimen of whatever this is. I've definitely had Sonic like that. And I've had it like that at lunchtime when I would go over there from the shop all the time. Sometimes those guys would want Sonic and often that shop just knew what they were doing and they had really, really good put together food. And then I've been to ones that, yeah, it looked like, yeah, you'd, luckily I never went back. You know, you never go back there again. Just bad, bad stuff. But, I don't know. I don't know what this means. Their fish sandwich sucks. Their Frank Fritters. Is a Frank Fritter a sub a submarine? <laughs> Everything from there tastes like whatever adds the salt keeps forgetting to screw the lid on and it falls out. Like all the salt comes out. Uh, that's one thing I don't like going to restaurants either is because of all the salt. So that would be a pro <clears throat> for the going in RV. One of the nice things about bringing your own kitchen and food or what do you call it, refrigerator and stuff along is that you can bring your own food along and you don't have to be, uh, you know, well, at risk of some kind of weird stuff, but I'm still going to be eating street food, right? I'm still going to like see a vendor or something and eat even if I brought my own food. So you could probably still get sick on the road, but you might not have to eat a whole meal at a restaurant or always eat at a restaurant. As of now, with a whole bunch of votes, we got 22% for luxury, 11% for bringing your own RV or a student mobile studio, 44% for a small vehicle in uh, hotels, and then 22% for small vehicle and low budget. That's interesting. So equal amount for luxury and lowest budget, and then the most votes for mid middle of the range budget, which would still be not inexpensive. Would you rent a vehicle or would you just drive one of your own vehicles? Uh, my jet would be used for the DC project ladies. Nice. So it's going to be like Woods Angels, except instead of Charlie's Angels, it's Woods Angels. So they, the van parks, robot Tesla, I mean the Tesla airplane parks. And then a thing opens up, the Tesla door opens up by robots. And then they walk in and then we'll, uh, they go, wait, there's no pilot in here. And then your voice comes on and goes, good afternoon, ladies. You're going to DC. And then the things all close and they fly to DC electrically. Horses scare you. The only thing bad about a horse would be, you know, having to drive forever on a horse. So you'd want to put a horse in some kind of classy horse trailer. What if you had a classy robot horse like night rider and then you had a classy horse trailer that you would it would jump in the back of it and then that would drive you around scooch you all around just like the truck and night rider i think we're on to something i would raise an entitled horse who doesn't walk very far and wants to lay down all the time those are ponies those aren't horses they comb their manes all the time and their tails Unless you get the rebellious pony who shaves their tail and their mane, and then they, they are always angry, and they put a safety pin in their ear. Uh, paint a big pot leaf on the bus. 
that would be a whole different kind of tour. You probably get a, more funding if you wrapped it with a big pot leaf or something. I have stayed in the military hotels. Those are bad. Yeah, those can be bad, I suppose. If you're talking like on the place, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been something like that. South Korea. I'm talking about America. Nobody's been to South Korea. I'm not even sure there is a South Korea. The ones outside of Fort Lewis are off limits to the soldiers. Well, oftentimes they are, which doesn't stop anybody from going to them, FYI. Okay, here is my hotel review. Once they were allowed to stop offering services, they ran with it. Prices stayed the same, but none of the regular stuff. Like no breakfast anymore. Oh, I wouldn't get it away because powdered eggs, but still. Walked into a $320 a night hotel, and it had half gross bottles and Coke cans everywhere. Wow. Okay, well, no, I would be not super stoked about that at all. And that would suck. Um, I'm thinking as soon as I said that, it has to be bacon angels. Like it would be some kind of a flying bacon angels and then it would have like bacon with wings on it and then the problem is all those ladies would be all greasy all the time and they'd start getting super overweight all the time and then have like heart disease really high cholesterol the bad kind of cholesterol they'd always have the meat sweats and they'd be logy i don't know probably not a good idea or they'd go the other way and if that's all they ate then they'd get into super lean and in that keto situation so they sweat meat all the time they'd have the meat sweats they always be grinding their teeth so i don't know maybe we should just keep it woods angels after all all right so with that we still have the same number of votes so guess what the poll has not changed when no votes change the results don't change i like the idea of the trailer i mean the uh bus so now who starts the bus who drives the bus i mean who creates the bus who drives the bus who's in the bus where does the bus go if an organization like one of the three-letter organization buys the bus it's going to get lame really quick right so i say they shouldn't be able to touch it except for to buy gas and pay for it maybe like they can buy it but then i think they should have to walk away because they'd make it lame so then you got to figure out who's going to drive it and that should be somebody cool who knows what's going on and can make things happen even when there's some sort of an adventure going on or some kind of uh, misadventure happens to everybody right you need to have some kind of driver who can save the day all the time so a decent driver who's good and then a bus butler i don't know two bus butlers depends on how big a bus we're talking I think we're going to talk about a decent sized bus. So two bus butlers, probably a bus butler for keeping just general, you know, bus butlering duties, keeping the place decent and whatnot. And then an entirely separate bus butler for food and drinks. So bus butler, bartender, chef. All right. Um, obviously you're going to have some sleeping facilities towards the back, I would guess bunks i don't know i don't know if it's bunks or if it's some sort of you know like those hotels in japan where all you get is a bed one of those kind of situations so it's not your bed it's just a bed that's open so no being weird in there just a bed that way people can sleep if they have to or whatever 
if you're driving somewhere, they can get rested up. I think this bus has to have at least two showers in it so that you've got room for everybody and then it can be, you know, enough for, enough for, the, for everybody to have, do their business. I'm not driving this bus. I might do some sort of a deal. I'll let Mello go on the bus if she wants, if people want a massive amount of hair in that bus. But uh, I would somehow, you know, I would go uh, shotgun to the bus somehow, maybe, potentially. Because if you got the 2A bus, right, and the 2A bus is facilitating the situation, the adventure. So people can get on the bus, and while they're on the bus, they don't have to worry about nothing because there's the driver and there's the two bus butlers taking care of everything. And, you know, that when that means when they stop or whatever, the bus butlers get to work and, you know, refill all the food or whatever they need to do, take care of the poops and piss, you know, pee, pee buckets and that kind of thing. And then fill up all the water, all the stuff you have to do on a bus. And then that means all the 2A people effectively can just do whatever they want. Now, I don't think that would have, that would be the same as a hotel. That would be just an effective way to get the travel between places turned into meetings, turned into seminars. Uh, Woods is willing to drive. Well, I think we just found a driver. So I was thinking some of the professional drivers, but if you're willing to drive around, I guess a teacher can drive. You're not going to say things like, we're driving past a sequoia. The sequoia was the national tree of the blah, blah, blah. And then also they can be 60 meters high. And then like, oh, this is the, we're driving through a cut in the ground and we're driving through 14 different layers of strata, something like that. So I think if you had it where it went from place to place, like, uh, I guess like a commuter bus, but the places where Second Amendment uh, events that happened and then oh you drove a bus for eight years and i guess you technically know how to drive a bus technically do you know how to drive the kind of bus that has two bathrooms on it and two bus butlers so if you wanted bacon you could say something like bus butler and then they'd bring you bacon i mean you couldn't eat so much bacon that the, the guests didn't have bacon that's unreasonable but within reason you know, the kind of bus where you have to walk downstairs to get to where the bus driver is. So you get one of them kind of buses. You make it a bunch of, like, a mobile studio. Oh, you know what, though? I guess I'm thinking a giant bus. But now that I'm also thinking about it, there was one time a, I think it was a SWAT van or something, or it was like a mobile HQ. That's what it was. It was a mobile HQ. So it was more like a city bus that was converted into an RV. It was a lot more like the thing in Stripes, except instead of being a cell vehicle, it was turned into a office, basically. And that would be better. Have it be something like an old command center because then you'd have all the internet and stuff. That was the best. It was a command center, so it had all kinds of internet in the walls and all these little stations along the walls, like little places you could set up a computer and everything. Obviously, it's made for that. Then it had a bathroom in the back, and I think it was like a normal bathroom. Like if you, yeah, it was like a normal bathroom, like a mobile home's bathroom. 
except I would put two of those in there. If it, it might have already had two. I think it had an office in the back, so you could have a private conversation. And then it had the front like a like a bus, like a city bus, like a yeah, like a city bus. So that might be the way to go. But I don't know. Well, a school bus isn't big enough. I mean, you could do it in a school bus, but I was thinking a bus like the buses that you go from. I don't know where other people use them for, but here the buses that come up from Mexico, not like whatever immigration and all that, but I'm saying like just people that are in, live in Mexico and they want to go to the malls in the United States. That's like always been a thing. And those people take giant buses, the same kind of bus you would take if you were taking a bus tour of the United States or something, I think giant bus like i say where you have to climb upstairs behind the driver behind the driver on the first level it's all just baggage and stuff those kind of buses as i was thinking because those are huge up top that's the kind of bus you drive around inside of the uh airplane graveyard here in tucson by the way so those things are like five seats six seats wide with an aisle bathrooms in the back and that would be a big mess. And everything underneath of there is just luggage because they're designed for carrying a bunch of passengers. But if you get rid of all that and you don't need baggage for passengers, but instead you get some, something like a city bus where it's all on the ground, then you know you just use all that square footage as uh, as uh, Yep, definitely gotten tired. The uh, dang, I can't think of it now. Studio, dang, that took forever. Get a caravan of those buses, and then well, I don't want to do that. But get a caravan of buses. It would be interesting to get a couple of those buses, though. I don't know. You probably want to find whatever bus has the best gas mileage, and then work backwards from there. Probably an electric bus because that would have zero gas mileage. The flat front buses are big, tear out all the seats. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I think that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to remember what that command vehicle was made out of. And I think you still had to walk up like three or four uh, steps to get up over the axles. But what was cool about that command vehicle, it was designed, it was like this, this, the Phoenix police, like uh, command, remote command vehicle, like their old one. So it was designed to have all these computers in it, but it had all this electronic infrastructure for air conditioning and the electrics. So you can just plug this thing in or run it off of generators. So it had all that stuff built in underneath where the normal bus would have electric uh, or would have would have um, luggage and all that. Would bad, get bad gas mileage, but who cares? Because you wouldn't necessarily go fast. You would have a bunch of uh, advocates in there so people could get on at one event, travel for a couple of days somewhere else, and then stop at a hotel, have an evening of entertainment and time off at a hotel, then get back on the bus and start doing stuff. It'd be interesting. I don't, know, I don't know how many people would do that. And you'd have to have two events that were near each other. So it's probably easier to just charter a bus, get a bunch of people who are going to two events that are a couple of days apart, and then say, hey, if everyone has the same dilemma, you want to go to both events, fly into that event, fly out of that other event, and let's all take a bus between the two. And that might be a way to actually make that type of thing a reality. 
that kind of bus would be the charter bus though where everybody's sitting and looking the same way so that wouldn't be the same as some kind of party bus type of thing i guess you could run a party bus where there's no seats you could rent one of those airplanes that doesn't have any seats and it goes up and down to make it weightless so that way instead of having a bus everybody could just be weightless All right, well, I think at this point, this turned out to be one of the worst ones because nothing got accomplished and I'm pretty much falling asleep. I don't know, did we accomplish something? Did we turn out to, did we come up with an, a genius idea that tomorrow somebody's gonna come up with and go, hey, there's a bus for 2A across the country. Who would jump on a 2A bus? What would it need to do to make you jump on the 2A bus? I feel like there should at least be free beverages. According to the uh, thing, we did get one more vote. And that vote might have been for budget. Not the content creator normally known as budget guns and gear reviews. But budget option for uh, small vehicle and camping. Travel to all the gun museums, that would be super awesome. I wonder how much that could cost. Instead of taking a cruise, somebody would get on a bus. I guess you'd have to fly to Tulsa. Yeah, you would fly to Tulsa, and then everybody would get to the J.M. Davis Museum, have a good time. Then after the J.M. Davis Museum, and spend in a luxurious uh, evening in... Claremore, Oklahoma, which is pretty awesome. Then everybody get on this bus, and then we would go to Dragon Man's, and then in Dragon Man's, uh, you know, hang out, go to shoot, Machine Gun Shoot, probably tour the museum, of course. Then go down to NRA Museum, the one that Clover didn't go to in uh, New Mexico, that's basically five minutes away from Dragon Man's, and then come back across, go to the Panhandle one that Clover also didn't go to and then go to Oklahoma City, two museums there, depending on how you want to do it, go over to Branson, and then another museum, come back to Tulsa, and then everybody flies out of Tulsa. That would be interesting, because especially if you didn't have to drive, if I didn't have to drive, holy crap, that'd be super fun, because you would have maybe an eight-hour drive. I think it's eight hours to get from Oklahoma to Dragon Man's, and then it's like four hours or five hours or something little to get to to uh, uh, the NRA Museum down in New Mexico. And then it's probably another eight hours or something to get back to Oklahoma City. And yeah, I wonder, you could probably do that. You could figure out, because the driver would just drive, or they'd have tag team drivers or something for something like that. So... That would be interesting. And all that time in between, you could have all kinds of uh, workshops and strategy sessions. That'd be neat. One of the things I wanted to chat about for travel options tonight, I'm going to drink some more water here and play a commercial so I can go outside and drink some, breathe some fresh air. But uh, one of the things that would be neat is to uh, check out the thing that KD was talking about, Greenland, and or no, Greenwood. 
Greenland, something else, Greenwood, and um, drive into that would be neat to experience that kind of range, you know, the evolution of shooting ranges. But uh, we were also talking about train and learn, and that would be sort of like uh, an opportunity for a train and learn type of thing on the road. That would be neat. I don't think you'd get too many people to do all that, though. Uh, bearded food. I don't know what that means. Uh, Tulsa, Dragon Man. I don't know about Red Dawn. I don't like telling people all my secrets. I guess maybe. Was Cody on there? On where? The Cody Museum in Wyoming is super far to get to from anywhere else, so it wouldn't be on any kind of short trip. You'd have to go from... Dragon Man's north to Denver, which is a while, a couple hours. Then from Denver to the Cody Museum is probably the entire state of Wyoming and a little bit of Colorado north. And then you'd have to take the entire state of Colorado south again. I mean, who am I saying Colorado? The entire state of Wyoming north and then the entire state of Wyoming south again. There are three NRA museums. The real NRA museum or the first one is it, well, the second one, I guess, it was the first one and the only one for a long time, is in D.C. at the NRA, well, in the NRA building. So it's, the NRA museum is in the building that the NRA owns. Then uh, when we were there in 2012, we went down to the basement and seen a bunch of guns that they were taken out to go to the second museum, which is the one in Branson. Missouri, which is the, I think what they call it is the Sporting Arms Museum or something, but I don't know why. I guess it's got a lot of world record guns in there and a lot of uh, competition type of guns and a couple of just really fancy guns. It's a really nice museum. It's probably about mid-size, small size as a museum goes, but we got to see them putting stuff together for that one, and then uh, those went to Branson, Missouri, and then the third NRA museum is in New Mexico northern New Mexico in a town called Raton. So it's the only town in northern New Mexico with a highway going to it, so it's not hard to find. And uh, that's like uh, four mile, four hours south of Dragon Man, I think, if you had to drive. Now, if you were in an airplane, it would probably be like two and a half hours. But it's a fun drive, too, because you drive up and over some mountains. It's kind of fun. Uh, anyway, so there's three NRA museums. An NRA museum tour would be both boring and uneventful and forever because it's one of them's in Virginia, one of them is in Branson, which is in the middle of Missouri, nowhere easy to get to there, and then the other one's in the northern New Mexico, which, I mean, it would take you a day to drive between Branson and northern New Mexico, and then it would take you, well, I think it has taken me three or four days to drive back the other way to D.C., so I don't think so. D.C. to Branson to New Mexico, rent an RV. I don't know. Like, can you rent an RV in D.C.? I'm pretty sure that's illegal. It would put you in a different tax bracket, and you'd be uh, susceptible to IRS audit. But aside from that, I guess that would be kind of fun. There are RV places that you can rent. I think you can rent them one way. All right, I think I'm going to do a commercial, and then we're going to chat a little bit about uh, KD's 
project that we talked about for an hour earlier this evening or the, today, depending on when what time it is for you. On wait on Saturdays, Clover and Tony and I answer gun questions. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007, and since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. Got the super wide monitor. And then these stupid mosquitoes will fly in from one side and slowly go across the super wide monitor so I can see them. And then they disappear to the other side and then I can't see them anymore. It's not really fair. Mosquitoes should just hover where you can smack them. All right. So uh, went live earlier with KD. He had talked about... Uh, this project that he's working on and on the Cape Gunworks radio show last week, week before, last week, I think. And uh, by the way, I'll be on Cape Gunworks tomorrow afternoon for most people. But I am looking now for the notes I took from the conversation with KD earlier. I might even find them. Greenwood. There we go. And it'll even open up. Oh, it probably opened up on this machine over here. So I got two pages of notes from that conversation. Whenever I bring somebody on to have an interview, I try not to interrupt them. But oftentimes, uh, they'll talk about something that I'd like to go back and address. So what I'll do is I'll make notes. And we talked for like an hour and I didn't want to keep them all afternoon on something. I I'm not really sure if he even was interested in chatting about this. He kind of brought it up and then I was like, oh, snap, I'm super interested in that. So I'm going to chat about it. So I didn't want to like keep them all night about this or all day going on and on about it. But um, 40 acre project. He's already owns 40 acres to do this. There's another 30 adjacent. So he's got the potential to expand it as he's able. They're in phase one, or no, phase one has already been completed, which was to obtain it. And then phase two is what they're kind of starting now or in now, which is a $300,000 phase. And that's uh, getting things built and set up and you know everything, all the, all the infrastructure and facilities built uh, and then finished to the point where they can use them. He's given himself a one-year time frame on that, and he hopes to have it. Uh, finished by this time next year, I think he said, or next year. So maybe I assume this time next year. And like I said, we went on and on and talked about the the project. So we're talking a, a 40 acre plus, you know, potentially expanding or expanded uh, scale. And then something that exists already. It's not a potential. And it's in construction or it's like underway uh, and the project with 40 acres that resource is 
the idea is to divide that resource into two sections, two 20-acre sections. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you said this is just for kind of basics. It might not actually be 20 and 20, but to kind of just picture it or to think of it, uh, half and half. One half is uh, for ranges, and the idea there is for uh, instructors who may have difficulty finding a place to do their classes or uh, instructors that are forced to do their classes at private or public ranges where there's too many distractions and, and potential issues or whatever, where they'd rather have a private facility. So this is a multi-lane uh, shooting range facility that's not necessarily open to the public or closed to the public. It's rented to firearms instructors to do with as they please, obviously safely and within the realms of the overall whatever rules they'll have or whatever but effectively it's giving uh it's it's leasing a a bay at the range to each of the firearms instructors who then have a place that they could effectively move in and set up shop and that's an interesting strategy and it's an interesting uh, way to accomplish getting a lot of different people trained and in, I'm thinking it's also going to create an interesting dynamic where all those instructors are going to have opportunities to interact and collaborate and that kind of thing. And all the negative stuff that comes from that to be petty and annoy each other and that kind of stuff. But uh, on the other side of the 20 acres, which is part I'm super stoked about, uh, there's going to be an emphasis on continuing education and community um, like resource building. So continuing education classes and gardening and occupational things that they can provide. So there'll be some sort of a building or facility uh, that's decent enough with, you know, to be fancy enough to be modern so that people can hold courses there and then use the land for things like gardening and other projects that might need to some space outdoors to have, have them happen. And, you know, sports or orienteering, I guess, or something like that, something that takes room outside. Uh, they're gonna have this, uh, the curriculums focused on individuals of all ages, but also family. So the idea that uh, bringing groups together and uh, having fun with firearms, but all our education with firearms, but also uh, these other uh, aspects for the whole family, or at least a place where the whole family can come and do separate things together, uh, or at the same time at the same place. I think that's a whole nother level that, I don't know, I guess some ranges out there must have nursery, what do they call them? Uh, it's not nursery, you know, daycare. Uh, might have something like that, but uh, in this case, it's uh, beyond just that because there'll be classes and courses of instruction and practice and stuff for the kids too. So opportunity for the kids to do more than just be uh, entertained. Anyway, I think that's kind of neat too. As he was describing it, I was thinking it's an hour south of um, Atlanta, and I barely know, I must know that area. For some reason, I picture it being covered with kudzu vines and stuff but uh i'm sure that's not everywhere but that's my what i remember of it and then it's so green everywhere and that was one of the first places i've driven 
where there was just a bunch of deer standing on the side of the road, like where they cut the grass in that area, and just standing there looking at everybody, like totally unafraid. And I was thinking, hmm, people must respect the hunting laws here because there's just a whole mess of deer just sitting there waiting to be somebody's dinner. But anyway, um, oh, I'm definitely getting tired. The idea was to have a place where uh, people can have instruction for the family and then also bring their family so that if they're driving an hour or whatever it's not like drop the kid off at 7 a.m go do stuff because you have to drive an hour to get there go do stuff for five hours you're really only there for three hours but you're away from the kids for five hours bringing the kids with you now you have the fun of car adventures that's always a lot of fun from what i understand driving with kids is, is an amazing opportunity for adventures so uh then you get that and then uh the kids are part of it they don't feel like they're getting dropped off somewhere you can imagine that gets annoying and then uh again uh, with a focus on the whole family it's just neat and then they're going to use that area the the facility itself for other things and when i say other things like other community things weddings and other courses or classes or other types of things that you might need a park or a outdoor facility for because they'll have enough room to have multiple types of uh, resource available. So what that provide, what that creates is an opportunity for people to come out and use the thing for X, Y, Z, you know, some other thing besides guns and then realize that it's happening on a place that is a, a shooting range. And uh, we talked about that a little bit in barbecues chat earlier as far as outreach and awareness and that kind of thing. So just doing normal stuff with guns around is how you normalize guns. Not to suggest that they don't need to be paid attention to or considered uh, you know, potentially dangerous. They need to be uh, treated appropriately, but at the same time, treated appropriately that means not treated inappropriately as if they're somehow magically violent. Uh, let's see. So Patriot Santa, I could, could get a new video doorbell. It just went off. And my kid said it was a spider crawling. Oh, nice. I seen something where there was like a grasshopper of some sort sitting there. Oh, you know what it was? I was sitting here minding my business. And I look over and there's a tiny little grasshopper. I think I might have got a picture of it tiny little grasshopper i had never seen a baby grasshopper before but a baby grasshopper i mean unless there's a species of grasshopper that's a tiny little thing this was the tiniest little thing half the size of a grain of rice and it was it, every little part of it was a grasshopper it was just super tiny so i think they shed their outside skin or whatever their exoskeleton so I hate grasshoppers, but that's certainly amazing. That I can't even imagine how many exoskeletons that little tiny, tiny thing would have had to shed or whatever it's called till like it's big enough that I could smash it because I hate them. Stupid grasshoppers. But anyway, uh, uh, I can imagine seeing it close up, especially when you're not looking for it or expecting it. It's going to look like some kind of alien. Um... I asked if the courses would uh, offer continuing education or occupational instruction, and it sounds like uh, they're going to do, do a little bit of different things with it, so they're not cutting themselves off to any of those options. 
Uh, there's uh, all kinds of facilities nearby, so it sounds like it's not completely, uh, like extremely remote. It's a way. It's far enough away from the city and stuff that it can they can do what they need to. But there's uh, a highway nearby, and there's other exits, nearby exits that have the gas and the food and the other and the hotels that people might be interested in. It sounds like the property is located literally next to an RV because I asked about the idea of uh, long-term camping or RV camping at the facility, and it's uh, not going to be a, a necessary factor because there's this RV park adjacent to it. Uh, the restaurants, again, nearby. Uh, KD had talked about a couple of other events that were similar but not the same kind of thing and how this one's going to be a bit different. Well, I thought I found a lot more notes than that. Although I don't know how long I've been talking because I'm definitely getting loopy. So this chat occasionally being in the middle of the night turns into weirdness, I guess, because I forget where I'm at and I'm, uh, or I forget where I'm at in the conversation here and uh, have to start over because I'm getting tired. That's what's happening tonight. So I'm ending it, uh, which has no reflection on the topics tonight. Uh, I think travel is one of the fun things that brings our community together. It gives us some satisfaction, some opportunity to experience more than just you know, an individual direction or perspective of guns. Uh, there's lots and lots of ways that guns are interesting and the more people you talk to, uh, the more you can find that out. And instead of having to go meet everybody and shake hands with them, one thing you can do is go to a gun show. So traveling to gun shows is super cool. Gun shows are uh, effectively swap meets, except with guns as the focus. And that means Everything from the manufacturer to the history to the collecting to the just accumulating uh, items that you need uh, at a good price or a specific customization or something. Uh, competition shooters, hunters, and just marksmen sometimes need specific little things to adjust the guns to their hands or their bodies. And, and this will, the gun shows give people an opportunity to see that. I'm a big fan of the museums, so getting out and visiting the museums is ultimately interesting. The people you meet at the museums are going to be people that, uh, you know, are interested enough in firearms to want to go to a museum. So right away, you get a good filter there. Well, Patriot just sent me something. I can't put it on the screen or nothing because it's a text. And for some reason, it's tiny. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's your Zoom thing. Now I get it. Oh, it's your, it's your spider, I guess. It's no big deal. Uh, Patriot's house has a doorway where there's like a wall, kind of, you know, so like you're seeing a wall to give it some perspective. You're not just looking out into the street, into the blackness in this case, because it's dark out. So it's effectively just, how can I download this? Do you care if I post it? It's gonna show your front door a little bit. Um, it just sort of looks like a giant creepy spider came out of nowhere, because it looks like he's somehow four feet tall, because he's you know next to this, this camera. Uh, I don't know how to make this thing. Oh, look, I just made it really big. Oh, you know what I can do? I can do it this way. This is gonna work. Um, so people that uh, might want to not watch this might freak out. Other people aren't going to care. Oh, wait, I got to do it in a way that doesn't give Patriot's phone number or anything like that. 
Can I just download the name? Hey, why is it being so stubborn? Does the, something about the phone thing not let you download them or something? Listen via Bluetooth. Why well, don't listen to it? Just give me the dang thing. It's already on my phone, I think. How about save attachment? There we go. I guess I'm looking for the wrong word. I'm just going to click a couple other buttons here, do some things, click, 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 uh, click on this. There it is. And now we should not have to worry about seeing Patriot's phone number. Well, no, when you texted it to me, it was I was going to show it to you on my text or show it to people on my text, which would have been a dumbass idea. So now it's just looking at the video on my phone. So now all they're going to see if I can ever get my thing to flip over. What the hell? It's over here. Would you look over here? Quit looking at my mouse. All right. Ready? I'm going to make this bigger, maybe. Okay, I'm not making it any bigger. You're going to have to look at it the way it is. Everybody ready? I'm pushing the button. It's not that creepy. It's just like a giant spider came walking up his hallway. Wanted to say hello to his face. The reason I made your motion detector go off is because he's freaking out. What is that? Oh, I think that's a reflection of my light. That's not that part that's going down is is not a laser. That's my that's my light. So the reason it made your thing go crazy is because that spider is not just hanging out. He's wiggling his feet all around. He's intentionally trying to distract you. I'd go to the back door and see who's coming in the back door. It's definitely a distraction. Was there something in the background right there? Look right in the background right there when this all happens. Oh, maybe not. Wait, wait. See, I don't know where we're at because the spider is acting irrationally. It's really difficult to tell where we're at in the video. Next time a spider is going to do something like this. Yeah, I'll see that. Did you see it? I don't think that's from my thing. I think there's something dancing around. I think you potentially have a gang of spiders, and some of them may be four foot high. They put this one in right next to your camera to make you think, oh, there's no way that spider can be four foot tall. And then the four foot tall one stands right behind him, and you think, oh, they're just two close spiders. Uh, I'm going to suggest firing two blasts outside the house that's what the president says to do often let me uh i got a thing here this is a special radio i was given by the uh place if i can get it to come on let me get to volume no nope, volume no it's got a volume Oh, there it was. Oh, you know what's probably happening? There.
There we go. Why is it so low? I guess I need a new battery in it, maybe? Let me wiggle the battery to see if it gets louder. Oh, shit. I think the batteries are dead. All right, I won't keep trying to mess with that. I'm going to suggest you fire two blasts outside the house. Uh, I guess I'll turn this off. There we go. All right, with that, we'll go back over to the poll. Um, best two-way travel options in 2022. I really think the van, or I mean the bus, might be the way to go. Although a mobile studio, I don't know. So at this point, small vehicle is definitely winning, which I don't like. And then it's either going to be a tie between hotels and camping. So glamping. So it looks like small vehicle and glamping is what wins the thing today. So if you want to know how to be trendy, make a, a YouTube channel that incorporates both the travel community and the gun community glamping small vehicle glamping one of those electric vehicles maybe and an electric glamper can't lose all right well uh, i think this is the end of this show it gets kind of messy at the end it's reality it's what happens when you get tired and it's the end of the long day Tomorrow, I'll be on the uh, Cape Gun Workshop. They're recording two shows this week and last week because it sounds like Toby's going to be on vacation for a couple of weeks. So they were getting a couple of uh, recordings in the can, so to speak. And uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be fun. I've only been on a couple of different radio shows before. They always have different sort of, what's the word, like, systems behind them to get you on board this one seems different than the other ones i've been on that'll be tomorrow tomorrow's friday tomorrow will also be the weekly wrap-up there's some other shows that happen on friday uh echo well he's moving right now but sometimes echo has his show on friday gizzard he's probably asleep by now has a show that is a long format show focused on firearms often the second amendment uh that's on friday nights there's a, a a channel called the team house right and they are a ranger and a green beret and they interview military prim primarily military uh, guests and the insight there is both interesting for its subject matter but also enlightening for what pers the, the perspective the bigger perspective it can give you on things that we see in the news when you talk to the people who were there when things went down and hear the, for example, if you think about a specific successful raid or successful campaign, they rarely will talk about how often we spent money, resources, time, treasure, and blood for intel or actionable evidence of the circumstances to provide that win or that campaign that they wanted over and over and over. In other words, 
we might spend a ton of money and effort burn relationships and you know just horrible things like you see in movies in order to establish where somebody's going to be and then a politician typically but sometimes a military tactician but typically a politician will say oh i'm glad you were able to give us this opportunity however it doesn't coincide with whatever i got going on right now so stand down let's pass and that doesn't sound like much when you just talk about it theoretically over the internet like this. But when you think about the people, the human beings, and what that does to the human beings and being fatigued and wearing out metal, taking someone and giving them a, an ultimate task and then telling them, nah, stand down, that's very difficult for specific people. And you can only mess with some people's relationships with their assets so many times and then you got to go find new assets and then the word gets out that you're wasting everybody's time and that it's not what they say it is and it's pretty difficult so listening to these conversations gives you some perspective on things that makes the news look more and more like a crazy black and white extreme instead of the real nuance that we live in Anyway, so there's some good stuff that's on tomorrow. Friday is a pretty decent job or a pretty decent day for listening to 2A stuff. This particular one will be pretty fun. But uh, on the end of the Friday, we'll do the wrap-up. Uh, in the evening on midnight on Fridays, we'll do the wrap-up where we uh, do the heavy lifting of listening to everything that has to do with 2A, good and bad, every single thing, every single week. And then we give you just the extract. The, it's just like if, if 2A is a shark, we catch the whole shark, pull it out of the water, chop off just the fin that you want and throw the rest of it back in the ocean just so that you get just the fins you wanted. That's the best analogy to come up with for it. Sure, there's going to be an ocean full of dead sharks of 2A, but you'll get the fins you want. Wait, that's probably not a good analogy. We probably shouldn't use that analogy. Maybe we shouldn't use shark fins instead of using shark fans all right i won't do two blasts unless it rings the doorbell hmm i think two blasts would at least scare them away but i don't know if it would scare the other thing in the yard away i'm getting loopy all right well with that i'm ending it uh, i probably said that a couple of times already so you're welcome and thank you for showing up and Here's Bob. Here's the store. Here's the store. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. I don't know who starts the day every day for 2A, because I ain't up then, but I know that we're the ones that run it into the ground every night. So thanks for helping us run 2A into the ground every single night. We run it out of gas. We don't just park it and get it all fresh and ready for the next day. We make sure that it gets road hard and put away wet. Tonight's episode, The Ripoff. So let us know what you think. We'll be watching the comments wherever you find the video over on GunStreamer.com or on GunTube.org. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, 
check out our Patreon channel. The, the guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourages you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching GunWebsites.com. Cheat. Ninja? Ninja! Ninja! Ninja!